You are listening to a message from Covenant Christian Center, New York City, with Pastor Bayou Isan. Be blessed as you listen. Good morning, everyone. My name is Bayou Isan, and I'm the pastor of the Covenant Christian Center, New York City, also known as the Covenant Nation, New York City. You are welcome to this morning's service. And before we go into the word today, let us just bow our heads in prayer. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for the gathering of your people. I ask in the mighty name of Jesus that you speak a word in season in the lives of everyone under the sound of my voice. Cause your word to enter into their hearts and in their minds, producing the light that they need in these days in the mighty name of Jesus. I ask that you pour out your spirit upon them even as your word comes forth. Cause your spirit to strengthen them. Cause your spirits to heal. Heal them in their spirits, in their souls, in their bodies. Mighty God, cause your spirit to empower them for all that they need to do in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I ask that as I minister your word, that you anoint me afresh to speak as your oracles, to minister with the ability that you supply so that your life is infused into the hearts of the hearers in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Now, um, this morning, I'm going to be sharing a message titled Building Without Hands. We are in a time where a lot of things are taking place. A lot of things have been lost. A lot of things have changed. And it is time to build or to rebuild. And if we're going to build according to the will of God, we must be building without hands. What does that mean? It simply means we are building by the Spirit of the living God. We're not building according to our own wisdom, according to our own understanding. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. At this time, we want the Lord to direct our path. We want the guidance of the Holy Spirit. We want to be led by the Holy Spirit. We don't want to be led by our own natural insight, our own natural understanding, but we want the influence of God, the influence of the Spirit in whatever we choose to do, in whatever we are engaged in. Isaiah chapter 30 verse 1 says, Woe to the rebellious children, says the Lord, who take counsel, but not of me, who devise plans, but not by or not of my spirit, that they may add sin to sin. God regarded these people as rebellious because whatever they were planning was not born of his spirit. Whatever they were doing was not as a result of the counsel of the Lord, but it was their own counsel, their own understanding. Zechariah 4 chapter 6 puts it this way. This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by power, not by might. But by my spirit, says the Lord. That is, don't do it by your own human might. Don't do it by your own human power. Do it by the spirit. 
by my spirit, says the Lord. And that is what God is mandating unto us in this time. If it is going to stand, if it's going to be unshakable, if it's going to stand the storms that might come in the future, it has to be by my spirit. It has to be born of my spirit. That is what is going to, that is what's going to stand the test of time. That is what's going to be built upon the rock and not upon the sand. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 4 puts it this way. The Bible says, every house that house can re represent your business. That house can represent your family. That house uh, can represent uh, your ministry. That house can represent your future. Anything uh, that you are engaged in, your place of work, uh, says every house is built by someone, but he who builds all things is God. Uh, that the foundation for anything that is going to be built uh, must be established uh, in God. He who has built all things is God. He is the author and the finisher. The Bible says in another tradition, God is the designer and the builder of all things. God is the architect. He is the one who designs how it's the structure and he is the one that is going to put it together. He is the architect. He is the designer and he is the builder. He is the alpha. He is the beginning and he is the omega. He is the end, the perfecter, the finisher. He is the author. He is the originator and he is the finisher, the perfecter. God is the one who makes all things beautiful in accordance with his will. He makes all things beautiful in his time. So we want to be in time, in time, in season with God. We do not want to be out of season with God by doing things according to our own will and not according to the will of God. We want to do things according. Even Jesus prayed, not my will, not my counsel, but but your will be done. Your will be done was the prayer of Jesus Christ. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If we are going to build without hands, that must be the focus in prayer. That heavenly father, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will, thy counsel be done. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let there be a manifestation of your power power and might and not human power and human might. Let your power be demonstrated so that only you, you alone receive all the glory, all the honor and all the praise. That is how we build without hands, by seeking the face of the Lord for the design and seeking the face of the Lord for the grace or the power and the strength to build. Every house is built by some man. You are going to be the vessel that God is going to use. But you must understand that the person that is building all things, don't be deceived. Don't think you are the one building. The one that is building all things is God because he is the designer. He is the architect and he is the builder. We are working together with him. We are co-laborers in the work that he has put in our hands. We see this in the life of Moses. 
in the book of Exodus, the scripture says that God instructed him and said, see to it that you make or you build, talking about the tabernacle in the wilderness, see that you build according to the pattern, according to the structure, according to the architecture that I have shown to you on the mountain. That mountain represents a place of prayer where he got the design, the pattern that he was to build. See, God gave Moses two things. He gave him the pattern and he gave him the command to build. He gave him the pattern and he gave him the command to build. Sometimes God can give the pattern, yet not give the command to build. When you receive the pattern, you must also wait to receive the command to build. You see this in the life of David, King David. It was in his heart to build a temple unto God, to build a dwelling place for God to rest. It was in his heart and God was pleased with him for having such a desire. However, God did not allow him to build the temple. God showed him the pattern. God showed him the materials that were needed, what he would need to bring together for this temple to be built. But the command to build went to, the, to his son, Solomon. The Bible says in Acts chapter 7, verse 47, that Solomon built the house. Solomon built the temple. It was not David. David received the pattern, the vision, the revelation of what was to be built. But the command to build was given to Solomon. So many times someone might receive the revelation, the pattern, the structure, but the command to build might go to someone else. Or like Moses, you might receive both the pattern and the command to build. Whichever it is, it has to be born. If it is going to be of the Lord, it has to be born of the Spirit of God, not by power, not by might, but by my Spirit. We see this in the life of Abraham. God gave him a promise and told him that he would become the father of many nations, that his descendants will be so many that there will be so many that they could not be counted. They will be innumerable like the stars in the heavens. They will be innumerable like the sand by the seashore, that his descendants will be so many that we called him Abraham, father of many nations. But a time came in the life of Abraham where he, maybe he felt God was taking too long and he listened to Sarah, his wife, who gave him her slave, um, Haggai, and she conceived a son for Abraham and that son's name was Ishmael. But God's mandate was not with Ishmael. In the, at the end of the day, Ishmael had to be driven away with Hagar. That is, God had to send them away. Abraham had to send them away because that was not who God's covenant was with. Eventually, when Abraham understood that, look, that which God had promised, he is also able to fulfill. That which God has shown me, he will also produce by the Spirit. The Bible says Isaac was born of the Spirit. Galatians chapter 3. Isaac was born, uh, Galatians 4. Isaac was born of the Spirit. Isaac was born of promise. That is, 
that which God has promised by his spirit he will fulfill that which God has organized that which God has said will take place God is able to perform the word what he wants us to see is the pattern he said that to Jeremiah what do you see God said what do you see and Jeremiah said I see an almond tree he says you have seen you have seen you have seen well I am now ready to perform my word. That is what we see when we see the pattern. Then God moves to perform, to fulfill, to bring about the fulfillment of his word. Born of the spirit, made without hands, not made with hands, the hands of man, but born so that no man can glory and say, look, it is my power and my might that did this. No, so that we can say this is the Lord's doing and it is marvelous in our eyes. Now, if we look at Hebrews chapter 11, and I'm reading this from the Passion Translation, the Bible says from verse 8 to 10, faith motivated Abraham to obey God's call and to leave the familiar to discover the territory he was destined to inherit from God. So we see Abraham responded to the call of God. God said, come out from your father's house. Come out from your kindred. Come out from your kinsman, kinsmen, to the land that I am going to what? Show you. God was going, he wanted to show him a pattern. God wanted to show him the design this future that God had prepared for him. said, I want to show you something. The answer of God's call was to see that which God wanted to show him, what God had prepared. And so Abraham had to make that decision to leave the familiar. And many times we also have to come to a place in our hearts where we make that decision to leave the familiar, to discover the territory that God has destined for us to inherit. So, and if we don't leave the familiar, we will not enter into the fullness of what God has destined for us. Abraham had to leave the familiar. And the Bible says, so he left with only a promise and without even knowing ahead of time where he was going. We walk by faith and not by sight. Abraham stepped out in faith. He lived by faith as a stranger, as an immigrant in this promised land as though it belonged to someone else. He said it was like he lived in a foreign land. He journeyed through the land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, who were persuaded that they were also co-heirs of the same promise. Verse 10, his eyes of faith were set on the city with unshakable foundations, whose architect and builder is God himself. That is the focus of his faith, that which he targeted his faith upon, that which he kept on one translation says, he continually received the city by faith. That which the Lord had prepared. The city represented that which the Lord had prepared for him. That which the Lord said, look, I am taking you into another territory. This is what I have designed for you. This is what I have prepared for you. It says his eyes of faith was set upon that which the Lord had prepared for him. On the city that had unshaken foundations. Whatever the Lord is building, has whatever the Lord has prepared for you, has unshakable foundations. It cannot be moved. It has unshakable foundations. The Bible says, whose architect 
and builder is God himself. We want to seek that. We want to set our faith upon that which has unshakable foundations, that which has God as the architect and the builder of the whole thing himself, the author and the finisher, the alpha and the omega of it all. The scripture tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, that it is written that eye has not seen, ear has not heard, it has not entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. There are things which God has prepared for you. There are things which God has prepared for those who love him. But it is up to us to begin to set our faith, the eyes of faith, even though we might not see it, even though we might not know it. Says Abraham, they didn't know where they were going, but they just answered the call. That call was, come and see what I am going to show to you. That is, you're answering the call for a revelation of what the Lord has prepared. You're seeking the Lord for that which he has prepared, not what you have prepared that you want God to bless, but that which the Lord that has prepared himself that he has already blessed. A lot of times in prayer, we seek God to bless what we have prepared. But what God is really doing is that he has prepared something. You might not see it yet, but he has prepared it. And upon that which he has prepared, he has put his blessing. It says, Abraham and his sons sought for that which the Lord had prepared. This, that which had unshakable foundations. Unshakable foundations of which God was the architect and the builder himself. Hebrews 11, chapter 15, verse 15, puts it this way. Bible says, and truly if they had called to mind, that country from which they had come out. That is, if they had called to mind what was in the past, if they had called to mind what they, God had told them to leave behind, if they had called to mind that which was familiar, they would have had opportunity to return. Whatever you keep in your mind from the past, you will have opportunity to return. If the Lord has said, come out, all things have passed away. That has become obsolete. I want to show you a new thing. If you continue to hold on to the old, you will have opportunity. You will create an opportunity for you to return to it. If you do not let go of the old, you will not enter into the new, that which the Lord has prepared for you. A lot of times people are holding on to all things. God has said, look, yes, I'm the one that started it, but I have finished it and I have moved to something else. But people are still holding on to that which the Lord has finished. That which the Lord has said, this is complete. Now we move to the next phase. Now we move into the new things that I have prepared for you. So as if they had called to mind that, that is, you are calling it to mind. You are reminding yourself, you are stirring your mind of the things you have had in the past. And look, I, I, it was a wonderful time. It was a glorious time. I enjoyed what I was going through. He said, the old is better. No one, the Bible says, immediately desires new wine. They say that the old is better because they are familiar with it. It says, but the new thing of God must, it entails the, the loss of 
the old in, in order to enter into the new. Paul said, I have suffered the loss of all things for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ. That is, if I'm going to enter the new thing that the Lord has prepared, I must be ready to suffer the loss of the things that are once held there. It says, truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had opportunity to return. But now, this is how the patriarchs operated. But now they desire a better, that is a heavenly country. That is, they were desiring something that was born of the Spirit of God. They were desiring something that was born from heaven. What Paul said, the heavenly vision. He says, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. He ran according to the heavenly vision. He built according to the heavenly vision. He fulfilled his purpose according to the vision that God had given him. He says, they desire a better. That is, whatever God has prepared will always be better than what you have prepared for yourself. They desired a better. There has to be a desire. There has to be a hunger in your heart for the better, for that which the Lord has prepared. There has to be, you must hunger and thirst, the Bible says, for righteousness. You can't just be casual about it. You cannot be laissez-faire about it. You must be conscious. You must be diligent. You must be vigilant. You must cry out, desire the better. That is a heavenly country. That which is born of the Spirit of God says, if you desire the better, that heavenly country, that thing the Lord has prepared for you, says, therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God. You will see God manifest on your behalf. Says, therefore, because of that desire for a heavenly country, because of the desire for that which is born of the Spirit, it says, therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God. Why? For he has prepared a city for them. That is, what the Lord has prepared is what they are desiring. They are, they are, what they are, what the, the, the primary desire they have is for what the Lord has prepared. If we are going to build our lives, if we are going to build our future without hands, without human hands, we are going to build by the Spirit of God, we must first of necessity have a desire, have a hunger for that which the Lord has prepared for us, which he wants to reveal, which he wants to show unto us. The Bible says God will not do anything until he has revealed it to his servants, the prophets. That's Amos chapter 3. God will not do, God will not build anything until he has first of all revealed it. God wants to first of all show you the pattern. That is, this is the architecture. This is the structure of what I want to do. It says when he first builds, shows you, then when you see it, he is ready to perform his word. He is ready to build. God will do nothing. He will build nothing until he has first of all revealed it. it says I has not seen. The things that God has prepared for them that love him. Scripture says that he has revealed them unto us by his spirit. That which the Lord has prepared, he wants to reveal. That which he reveals, he begins to build. 
when as we begin to prophesy. The Bible says, the Lord has spoken who will but prophesy. That is what will bring about the declaration. As we see God's word and we begin to declare it, then God can begin to move and begin to build. God is the architect and the builder of all things. We must call to mind uh, not the country from which we have come out from, uh, but the country for which God has, that which God has prepared. We must put to mind, we must call forth uh, for that which the Lord has prepared. Uh, just as uh, calling to mind that which came, they came out of, uh, they had opportunity to enter therein in the same way. In the same way, we must call to mind uh, the things that God has prepared uh, so that we create an opportunity for us to enter therein. It says, God has revealed them to us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. The Spirit searches the deep things of God, the things that God has designed, the things that God has prepared, and he reveals these things unto us. Our heart's desire must be for that which the Lord has prepared for us. Let us look at Colossians chapter 3 from verse 1. The Bible says, If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. Right, so the first thing is a desire. You must desire that which is born of the Spirit. You must desire that heavenly country. You must desire that which the Lord has prepared. It first begins with a desire. When we make a demand by faith, expressing our desire for that which the Lord has prepared, then the Lord can supply. He will reveal and supply. He will reveal and build. It says, if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. Seek those things which are in heaven. That is why when Jesus, they asked him, teach us to pray. Jesus was not making a mistake when he said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That is, as your will is in heaven, let it be done on earth. As your will is in heaven, let it be established. Let it be built on earth as it is in heaven says, let your kingdom come. Let that which you have prepared, let that which the country, the city, the people that you have prepared, let it come. Let it be established. Let it be revealed. Let it be done on earth as it is in heaven. God is building a people. God is building a city. God is building a country. Born of the Spirit. Born of the Spirit. All things have passed away. All things have become new. All things are born. That is, all things must be born of the Spirit. So seek those things which are above. Seek the heavenly things. Seek those things which are above where Christ is. If you've been risen with Christ, seek those things. That is, this is the command, what we need to seek. That's why the scripture says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness. Seek the heavenly things. We spend so much time. We expend so much faith seeking the things that are in the natural. Seeking natural blessings instead of seeking the spiritual blessings. 
Thank you for listening to this message from Covenant Christian Center, NYC. Join us every Sunday, 10 a.m. in the Royal Theater at the Producers Club, 358 West 44th Street, New York. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Covenant Christian Center, NYC. Stay blessed in the mighty name of Jesus Christ.